Welcome to the Vail Christian Church Podcast. It's Christmas Eve. Hear the Christmas story and Pastor Ben Pitney has a message titled Angel Army. At Vail Christian Church, we believe in training followers of Christ to worship, gather, give, and serve. Christmas story from Luke chapter 2. Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus to register all the empire for taxes. This was the first registration taken when Quirinius was the governor of Syria. Everyone went to his own town to be registered. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David. He went to be registered with Mary, who was promised in marriage to him, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds nearby, living out in the field, keeping guard over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were absolutely terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Listen carefully, for I proclaim good news that brings great joy to all all the people." Today your Savior is born in the city of David. He went to Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly a vast heavenly army appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among people with whom he is pleased. When the angels left them and went back to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, that the Lord has made known to us. So they hurried off and located Mary and Joseph and found a baby lying in a manger. When they saw him, they related what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were astonished at what the shepherds said. But Mary treasured up all these words, pondering them in her heart, what they might mean. So the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. Everything was just as they had been told. I wanted to just take a few minutes tonight and talk about this Luke chapter 2 passage that Kaylin read. It's a pretty famous place to go to the scriptures and take a look. I was just reading through this a little bit earlier this week, and um, I was thinking about that verse. It's actually verse 19. It says, but Mary treasured up all these words, pondering in her heart what they might mean. And I was just thinking about how much there is to ponder regarding that first Christmas, how much there is to think about. There's still a lot to think about in our day on Christmas. 
even 2,000 years later. I can't imagine how much uh, she was, what was going through her mind and what she was thinking about. But each time we read the Bible, especially when we read familiar passages like that, we need to quiet our hearts a little bit so we can hear from God. And I don't know if you've done that with that passage, but it'll make you hear and see things that you don't normally do. God's words have a message for us, I think, personally, in that story. And I think that God has a message for us as a church. And I suspect, actually, for our nation as well. So what is it that we need to pause and think about in 2021? There's been a lot going on this last couple of years. And 2021, I don't know if it was any better in some ways than 2020. We live in a messy world. That's pretty clear. Our newspapers are full of stories about war and all kinds of craziness, dictators, economic doom. <laughs> if, you do, if you watch the news too much, it will depress you, actually. Global upheaval and biblical denial. Actually, biblical ignorance in so many ways. Religious cults and evil are a phenomenon that, that we've got to come to terms with if we're ever going to have peace, actually. And this passage, actually, I think it speaks to our world just as clearly as it spoke to the first century Palestines 2,000 years ago. Luke 2, surprisingly, if you stop and really listen, it has, and, and pay attention, it has military images that are really important for us to consider. When it speaks of this vast heavenly army joining the angels in the field, we have to remember that the Christmas message, and this is maybe what you're not listening for, looking for sometimes, but the Christmas message was brought to us by an army. God's army brought the message. It's unbelievable, actually, when you think about it. I think I'm a little more attuned to it because my son's in the military and I get images and pictures all the time of young men and women who are the people who should be fighting armies. I mean, every time I see them or I meet them in person, I'm, I'm struck by how well-equipped, how fit they are, how fierce they are, how incredibly young and talented and brave young men and women they are. It's, it's actually overwhelming sometimes. It wasn't that long ago when we were visiting, actually, we were visiting my son's wife on Coronado Island, and we were able to go down by the beach where he was training, and, and uh, about 60 guys marched by us, and they had those rubber boats on top of their heads those magnificent heavy boats that they 
get around in in crazy situations. We were standing so close, we didn't hear them come up because they were so silent, but they were in unity, marching with those things over their head. And as they walked by, it, it, it shocked us. Just unbelievably ripped young men <laughs> carrying those rubber boats out to train right on the beach. The angel, along with the heavenly army, brings good news. And I gotta tell you, the army that we're talking about that brought the good news is nothing like the armies that we can muster as a nation. We call this good news the gospel. And interesting, the word gospel originally meant the victory message from the battlefield. The victory message from the battlefield. This serene little passage that's come to conjure up warm, good feelings is littered with military images, actually. God's army out of the battlefield of life where sin and injustice wage war with God's intentions brings a message of peace when all was dark. The message came to these shepherds in an occupied country where even pregnant women could be forced to travel for a census. That ought to get our attention, I think. God's army has a different agenda than earthly armies bring. God's army brings words of peace. But that's not the only message the angels bring. Even before the message of peace is a soothing message, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. This call to calm our fears is central to Luke's gospel. Luke uses these words all the time when he's trying to paint this picture for us. It's given three times in the first two chapters um, that we read um, this story from. And the angel says to Zechariah in chapter one, don't be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer's been heard. And then down in verse 30, the angel says to Mary, don't be afraid, Mary, for you found favor with God. And then in our passage, the angel says to the shepherds, do not be afraid. Listen carefully, for I proclaim to you good news that brings joy, great joy to all the people. And the good news starts with this message against fear. Man, I feel like people are living in fear right now. So many people are living in fear. The good news, it also ends with the exact same message. Matthew, he's another gospel writer. He says, the angel said to the woman at the tomb after Jesus was raised, you know, the women ran to see if Jesus was still there. And this angel catches him and, and says, don't be afraid, he's not here, <laughs> for he's been raised. And at the end of Matthew in chapter 28, you find that Rome's power to intimidate and even take life, it's limited. Rome can't thwart God's agenda in Jesus. Do not be afraid. 
And immediately following the angel's words to the women are some of the, the most important words from the risen Christ. The first words out of Jesus' mouth to these women, the first message of the resurrected Jesus are, don't be afraid. Those who have a resurrection faith do not live in fear. Don't be afraid. It's repeated constantly in the good news story. It's a message I think we desperately need to hear in our day. Don't be afraid. Our national leaders are giving us the exact opposite message, I feel like. I actually think they want us to be afraid sometimes. Be afraid of what Russia is going to do. Be afraid of what China is going to do. Or North Korea or Iran might do. Be afraid. Be afraid of the economy in all of its volatility. Be afraid of inflation. Be afraid of viruses and the variants of the viruses out there. Be afraid of those. Be afraid of the vaccines. (laughs) Be afraid of the police. Be afraid of climate change. When we're made afraid, we can be manipulated. We can be led into making terrible decisions, I think, or condoning terrible abuses of our civil liberties and human treatment of our enemies. Fear leads to injustice and often violence. The Christmas message is many things. It's a wonderful, warm and comforting story about a baby born in a stable, but it's perhaps the most, most importantly this year in 2021, it's a story with a message I think we have to ponder and think about like Mary. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. How can we deal with our fears? I I just want to close with one more word to think about. In the same story, you find this word manger. The manger is really important to Luke, actually. It's shockingly important. We've heard about it. We've read about it. Maybe you know some things. He mentions it actually three times in our passage that Kalen read. Why does he mention it three times? The angel explained the significance of Jesus in the manger as a sign to the shepherds that good news has come for them and all people, actually. The manger is a feeding trough. The animal feeding trough served as the, as the Savior's crib. Can you imagine putting your baby in an animal feeding trough? It served as the Savior's crib so that the shepherds might believe he was even for them. Jesus was coming to be among them, joining with them in their lowliness. So maybe this is Luke's way of presenting Jesus as God's gift of food for a hungry world. It's certainly a very humbling and lowly beginning. And though Jesus was rich, he came poor for sinful people so that through his poverty we might become rich. The Lord was acting for sinful people and he did this by showing it through the manger. Isn't this story incredible? Delivered by an army. 
and yet Jesus was born in the manger, the good shepherd would first make his bed among the sheep. The saving God who made his tent with Israel in the, in the wilderness now made his tent in the flesh, and his name is Emmanuel, God with us. The manger is ideally suited for simple people like you and I. It's pretty hard to think of a more humbling way of connecting to us. Jesus came into the world under the sentence of death. To save people far from God, no matter how great their sin. All history is about Jesus, his birth, his death, and his resurrection. All of history. This incredible story begins with the vast angel armies of heaven announcing our glorious God bringing peace. The Bible ends not only with God in glory, but these angel armies of heaven following the Lord Jesus, clothed with the glory of God. This vast angel army is going to be singing when you read at the end of the Bible, Revelation 19. In two verses, this is what the angel army will be singing. Hallelujah for the Lord our God, the all-powerful reigns. Let us rejoice and exalt and give him glory because the wedding celebration of the Lamb has come. When we grasp this incredible truth in all of its beauty, will not be carried into self-obsession. Instead, we'll sing and shout with the angel army. Luke 2, verse 14. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among people with whom he is pleased. Jesus was delivered by his mother Mary, wrapped in strips of cloth and laid in a manger. Later that night, the shepherds from the field, they found Jesus as the angel had told them Um, that they would. What we see in Jesus being born in the manger is that he's born in a lowly, meek place. All of this reveals how approachable, how accessible, how available Jesus is to sinful people like you and I. And Jesus being born in a manger highlights that there's no place that keeps the Lord Jesus from making a way. No place. And nothing can prevent our approach to him. The King of kings and the, and the Lord of lords came humbly and his first bed was in a manger. We can deal with our fears if we feed on Jesus. And that's exactly what the Lord's Supper is all about. And there's six tables all around this auditorium. That's exactly what what it is. It's there to remind us of this meal shared by the community of faith where we find meaning, we find peace, we find strength, we find hope, love, and the the ultimate antidote for fear. As we eat this symbolic meal this Christmas, I want you to just pause for a minute 
and accept the message of the angel army and the angel to us in our day. Do not be afraid. There's a banquet coming and you're invited. There's a banquet coming. Jesus will ride in with that same angel army and that banquet's going to take place. That's what the Lord's Supper represents. Let us rejoice. Let us celebrate and give him glory because the wedding celebration of the Lamb is coming. Make yourself ready. Make yourself ready. I love this part of our Christmas Eve service because what we want you to do is we want you to do this together as your family and friends. You can send one or two people to the table and you can bring it back. There's a little juice cup stacked on top of another cup that has a little piece of bread in it. The bread represents Jesus' body given for you and I. Sacrifice for you and I. Jesus was born to die. The juice represents Jesus' blood. It's a picture of his blood washing us clean and making us clean and acceptable to God. And so these two elements together, they're, they're tangible expressions that remind us why the baby was born. It's, it's a banquet. It's a precursor to this magnificent celebration that's going to take place when Jesus returns. And so the, the instructions that were given in the scriptures are to be ready. Make yourself ready. And so when you come to the table, that means not coming flippantly, but becoming recognizing that without Jesus, without the Savior, there's no way we can be in God's presence. We're sinful creatures. And sin can't be in His presence. So when you believe in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, that He was sent for you and I, believe that he rose from the dead and he conquered death when you believe that in your heart and you confess that with your mouth you're saved by the Savior and that makes you ready for his return because when he comes back he's coming back for the church he's coming back for the Christ follower he's coming back for that person that said I'm sinful and I need a savior. He's coming back for you. That's what we celebrate until he comes. So take that juice and the bread and bring it around your family and talk about it just for a moment. And remember, as you're making yourself ready, and then when you're done, the guys will come around with these little receptacles and you can put it in the receptacle. They'll come. Don't worry, they'll come to you. And then Kevin's going to lead us in that song. Lord God, thank you for just a few moments where we can remember. And remember that you made a way for us. You prepared a way for us. 
and you're coming back to get us if we just believe. All of this is about you, Lord God, and your son, Jesus. So I'm praying tonight that in these moments as we celebrate Christmas, that this would be the centerpiece and the feature of all that we do. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Vail Christian Church Podcast. If you have any questions, would like more information, or would like to see the video cast of this message, please visit our website at www.vailchristian.com.